are back once again this week at Windsor. Good afternoon, Jonathan Hoffman, Dr. J. Good afternoon, Arden Beach. How are you going? Pretty good. Great to be back. So good to be back. In, really. the, st- in the studio. In the studio. Lucky 13th episode. Now, our, we've got a really special guest this afternoon, and she's got a lot of great stuff to say, but we do have just some quick announcements and stuff to get through first, and there's some great stuff coming up at church, especially the carols coming up on the 11th of December. Yes, carols 11th of December. It's a great event. Invite your neighbors, friends uh, in the community. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. here at the church. Arden, you're going to be the MC. I mean, what could go wrong? Indeed. The whole place will probably burn down. <laughs> what a spectacle. I mean, wherever you go, good or bad, it's going to be a spectacle. We know that. And perhaps not quite as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Way to damn it with faint praise. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, you know, almost at the same level as Christmas carols. The uh, AGM just around the corner. Yes, I'm actually really excited because we had a meeting this week and we've totally flipped the format. Like we've gone back to the drawing board, wiped the slate clean uh, and rethought about how we're going to do this. And so, yeah, I'm really excited, actually. They try to keep it to an hour. Not going to have a lot of speaking on reports. We're just going to put all that in written form. It'll be more uh, participatory, a little more collegial and just kind of catching up and celebrating. So I am looking forward to that. That is on the 20th of November and the exact times yet to be announced, but it'll be after the morning service. Okay, yeah. It's going to be food. I encourage you to come come along. You don't actually have to be a member to come to the AGM. You might want to hear what happens. And um, yeah, it should be a good one. You're really selling it. I actually think it's people are going to be pleasantly surprised, uh, particularly if you've been bored in meetings in the past. This is going to be different. We have a whole section of audience participation. We're going to be voting on things like, you know, longest sermon of the year. I wonder which pastor would win that. <laughs> hey, actually, there's a dark horse of uh, some people here who've preached longer than me. So. Oh, wow. A new champion. (laughs) Well, time for another special guest on This Week at WDBC and a local celebrity to many of the kids out there. If you're listening, children at Norwest, your librarian, (laughs) Mrs. Frost, joins us this week. Good afternoon. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. You've you've torn yourself away from the books. I have. From the corridors of power. From the shushing. From the shushing. (laughs) Turned off my shush voice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, good to be here. Thanks for asking me to be here. How long have you been a librarian? Oh, about nearly eight years actually now. Like technically a library technician. So really? I do all the operations and make sure that everything's running smoothly and the back end sort of stuff and technical stuff and systems and yeah so I feel like librarian is one or excuse me, library technician mm. is one of those jobs where people sort of switch off as soon as you say it? So I have no idea. have absolutely no <laughs> idea what it is. Nobody knows. So give us like something that we might not expect to happen in a library. Oh, well, once we got a book returned that had an orange squashed in it. <laughs> that was fun. How does that even happen? Oh, I have no idea. The, oh, we have a lot of chewed things come back. <laughs> From like dog. Sometimes it's oh my little sister chewed the book. Uh, you know my baby sister. Um, yeah, we have a lot of that. But gee, we have some beautiful children coming past our do- our <laughs> desk every day, and they're just so beautiful and have wide little minds and imaginations, and yeah, they're really cute. You guys actually know each other. I, I just found this out. Can you talk us through the history a little bit? I came back from Bolivia and went to uh, Bathurst Baptist Church, and Sarah was, so this was when I was on like year eight, year nine, something like that. Oh, and so with your peak. Yeah, 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 <laughs> with the ladies. 
No, he was a skinny, skinny, skinny kid with kid. a bum part. <laughs> right down the middle yeah. of my head. Yep. Totally. And Sarah kind of adopted me as, I a, did. as a big Little sister. brother, yeah, yeah. I did, because he's cool. Was that a special school program or did you just... <laughs> that was a special mum's... Mentor mums program. Come on, Sarah, go and make friends with Arden. He's all by himself. <laughs> okay. Aww. Oh, he's all right. Yeah, okay, we'll do this for reals. <laughs> I feel like we just hit on a gold mine here. So you actually knew him as a young fella. Yeah. What was he like? I mean, is this pretty much what he was? I, sometimes I think he has much. the maturity of... No, yeah, no, you haven't at all. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful to see someone just crystallise for the <laughs> endurance of their life. <laughs> and when yeah. we went back to Bolivia after Bathurst, she sent me like mixtapes and stuff. Oh, that's really yeah. sweet. Yeah, we, had, we had nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I, mean, I, couldn't, I couldn't play it on anything, but I could look at it. You know? <laughs> Oh, what was on, what was on the mixtape? I'm so intrigued. Smashing well, Pumpkins. The, the yes. song I remember yes. was, was 1979 yeah. by Smashing yeah. Pumpkins, which yeah. I loved and continue yeah. to love to this yeah. day. Yeah. And that was, so that was a couple of little slightly alternative things. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, Whatever yeah. was on the chart. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Having known you for so long, I suppose library technician come, came as a bit of a surprise to me. Because oh. you'd always <laughs> been, like up to high school, you went sort of in... Like down the theatrical bent yes, and the very creative yes, bent, yes. and that was really your life for yep. for a couple of decades. About fifteen years, yeah, yeah a bit more. Theatre shows, TV advertising, all that yep. sort of stuff. You, yeah. you made your own. I was a film, show. yeah, filmmaker, and wrote some a um, couple of short films, and then wrote a web series that essentially acted as a pilot, one one like twenty five minute pilot for a future series but um, we just crafted it to be a web series and I did that yeah so that was sort of the culmination of my performing arts career mm. um, I started in musical theatre I did a bit of local theatre in Bathurst and loved it really got into it went to Excelsior which was then called Wesley Institute mm-hmm. and studied drama creative arts um, did a Bachelor of Creative Arts Drama. So I've always been in, and that was a creative arts school at the time. So there was art, dance, music, and it was just wonderful for creative people. And it was a Christian college as well. So were you a Christian most of your young life? Or when did you come to faith, would you say? Oh, probably 14, Mm -hmm. you know, teenager in in the youth group, just was always part of church and in that that sort of world and then Bathurst Baptist Church was a, had a really thriving youth group mm. at the time and yeah it was led by a really great pastor Rob Feeney mm. who you know some people might know. Was there a moment when Christ became real to you would you say? Oh so many moments mm. lots of moments mm. he's always real to mm. me like yeah that's just I just think that's that's how I operate is knowing that he's just with me all the time. So yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. How how did you go transitioning out of that performance space? I've grown up with a few people mm. who've you know, Christians mm. who've put a lot of energy and investment into that performance space. You know, live shows, yeah. singing, th- yeah. all sorts of different things like that. Did you find you you miss that, or did did you just have to say we'll let that go, or what? How did you? deal with that yeah so I, I basically was in that kind of performing arts headspace for about 15 to 18 years I also had children in that time got married did auditions and I had an agent and did ads and yeah and and just sort of 
just was in that world for a long time but never could make that break that they all talk about. And, you know, you look around and you go like there's so many women like Mm. me. The competition is just massive. The field is massive. And I didn't also have the availability to just go off and do films and shoots and stuff and because of children and um, not wanting to destabilise our family life. So I kind of didn't really pursue it. Mm-hmm. in that kind of way then I yeah so I made films and got really into sort of saw some problems within the industry that I sort of thought oh yeah how do you be a person of faith in an industry where a lot of the stories and the content that's being created is actually I don't know hopeless yep. and a little bit I don't know I just felt like there's there's another story to be told and mm. um so anyway I, I thought well maybe I'm not just an actor but I can be a story maker and storyteller as well and so then I moved into script writing and sort of tried to find a, a way of, of, I don't know, bringing, I guess, a different narrative to, to what I was seeing at the time in what was being written and funded in Australia. Because um, it's not just what people are writing, it's what's actually being given the cash to make it happen. Oh. And all the people that come into that, I worked really, really hard to make it a short film, it was about, uh, sorry, a TV series. It's called Town Centre and it was a comedy and, you know, lots of fun and wanted it to be really fun and sort of emulating some of the comedies that were coming out of the States like The Office and um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and a few Mm. of those sorts of ones. Achieved this great, great thing. Took so much energy, so much creative energy and discipline and work and, you know, you're funding it yourself, you're turning up, putting all of yourself into it and not really getting I guess paid or anything like that and fundraising and trying to gather a team and people loved the project and they really got involved in it and really were happy to be involved with the project as far as I know but I burnt out Mm. I I just burnt out from Mm. the push Mm. so much push and carrying it on my own for such a long time for seven years wow, and um, after the whole episode of all of it, um, produced it, edited it, put it out there and thought maybe we might get picked up. But I just was like, even if we get picked up, I just don't think wow. I can carry this anymore. Wow. I, I have never found in my time as a creative pe- being ever have I been an empty tank. Mm. And I absolutely empty the tank and had nothing left and so there was a transition time of going okay god what do i do now what's the next thing that obviously didn't work or i came to the end of myself in being able to do this this thing in this particular field you know i'm very happy for that time really happy for what that crafted in me as a creative person i'm actually happy that i got to the end of myself and the end of my tank because what's flourishing now so so the library work is just my day job but creatively what's flourishing in me is uh, at the time where i was really questioning going god what where am i at like okay so i feel like this chapter is closing what's next and one of the big things a couple of two couple of things I really felt God speaking to me at the time was because I really felt like I'm just I can't move forward I don't know how to move forward Mm. I can't I I don't have any surety or certainty about what's in front of me I don't know which direction to go I'm just like I can't move I can't move forward and I didn't want to move forward without kind of guidance from him the few two things I got from him was what do you want Sarah what do you want 
Mm. And I was like, but I'm not allowed to want anything. It's your <laughs> will, isn't it, God, that we all have to <laughs> obey all the time, isn't it, mm. what you want? And he's like, no, what do you want? And part of me was, I don't actually know what I want, but I know what I don't want. And I don't want what I just went through creatively. And, and I actually don't want that. I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. And that was actually really, really helpful to to be asked that question by God who, well, for me, I felt that was his, his pressing me to really, um, really understand myself and understand, you know, the desires of my heart, I guess. And actually, what is that? Like really question it and identify things that had been part of that past creative drive and go okay that probably wasn't that healthy actually to do that and that probably if that had succeeded it actually wouldn't have been a great thing for me even though I desperately wanted it to succeed there would have been a price anyway come sorry this is a long story sorry if anyone's bored out there just turn it off I guess um but yeah, they can so. listen at 2.5. <laughs> no, this is great. I love it. No, no, seriously, this is fantastic. Come back, come back later for the announcement. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But it is my story, so yes. Take as long Suck as it. you want. <laughs> yes. So that was the one thing was, the, what do you want, Sarah? And then the second one was, go back to your art. I was studying my dip ed and in the middle of like studying how to be a dip ed you know, an educator, I've just heard this still, small voice, really little, just go back to your art, just go, go back to your art, you know, because I was an artist as a kid and um, did three-unit art, which equates to extension art at high school, like in year 11 and 12, and I didn't get great marks. But what I did do was actually a lot of really spiritual stuff in my art as an as a 17-year-old kid, had no idea what I was doing. But looking back at it now, I it was full of spiritual imagery and stuff I was processing as a young Christian or as a person that has a faith and is exploring who God is and his character and how do I capture parts of him. And visually, I recognised that and went, oh, wow, that was not even I didn't try like I didn't know what I was doing I was a kid and no one was talking about prophetic art back in the mid 90s you know no one is it wasn't even a concept on my radar but now it has become a bit of a um I don't know a phrase that people use occasionally in churches and around the creative and artistic world so I did go back and looked at my old visual diaries and saw the saw the faith that I had that was so and I just was at a public school and my visual diary is just full of I love Jesus I love God oh the Holy Spirit how can you paint the Holy Spirit I think it's rainbow colors and you know it's just like all wow, this stuff so cool. in the, like a massive thick book of just me processing my faith creatively very artistically very creatively questioning things having been revealed that I guess, in a different framework as an adult, you know, going back and seeing something from being a young person, um, I realised, okay, so I think God is really evident and present in my artistry. So there might have been a time where he wasn't, and I think that was actually what was revealed to me a little bit. Mm. of Not not that he wasn't present, but he wasn't... I don't know, the favour wasn't there, it feels yeah, like. I don't yeah. know, a lot of people banning around that that word favour. But I, I literally can tell you 100% with surety that 
the acceleration and favour and that I have over my visual arts career mm. is like out of this world compared to the favour and the acceleration that I didn't have mm. but tried to have for myself, mm. like tried to make yes, happen yes. in my creative um, performing arts career. Yeah. So I, I've lived these two lives. Wow. wow. One where I strove and yes, I produced and yes, I created and yes, but but th- something was wrong there. Something was wrong and it didn't, it was a drag and it drained me, 100% drained me to the emptiness. Whereas now I have this other career, which is a visual arts painting and drawing and collage career, which is flourishing. Mm. And, and, and I don't understand it because it's like I'm not tr- – like I'm trying in, in the way that – yeah, I show up. I show up. I do the work. I practice. I, I want to do it and I show up for this, this thing that I'm doing. And I showed up before too. So there's nothing different about that. But in the showing up, there's such a favour and a, an easiness about it. It's like – I feel bad. Like, I feel like a fraud sometimes. I'm just like, how did you paint that? And I'm like, I don't actually know. Like, I just painted it and it was amazing. And I'm not, you know, it's just, I think, I'm like, I don't actually know how I painted that. And there's favour there. It was like, I don't, I'm not making this happen. I'm not manufacturing it. I'm just showing up and it's flowing. I'm like, God's will. I, I don't even know yeah. how to articulate it, but yeah, it's, it really did. something Like, it really there. just exploded yeah. for you, didn't it? I mean, you've had stuff in galleries. Yeah. You've certainly, be, have you won awards? You've yeah, certainly I've won a big award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a big Look, award. It's, it's just like exploded. <laughs> Quickly, of, like yeah. within, within two years of me being a student, an art student. Yeah doing a diploma i'm curious about that whole world of having lived these two different worlds and going i can see a difference there and i'm also being more smart about it and going okay i can tell when i'm getting proud i can tell where i'm my focus is starting to shift into how do i make money or how do i sell stuff or how do i get you know recognition or how do I elbow my way to the yeah. front of the crowd or whatever which and I'm like yeah no stop that just leave that alone mm. doesn't matter it'll be fine you'll be fine like so, just enjoy it <laughs> enjoy the ride I'm so glad you shared that story because I think there's this impulse going around in our culture that says the people who make it whatever it is mm. I don't care if it's mm. make it in business make mm. it in ministry yeah. make it in yeah. you know teach it doesn't matter yeah. whatever but to make it you need to basically sell your soul yeah and if you try hard enough if you work hard enough if you invest if you want it sacrifice 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 Mm. you'll get it and if you don't get it you weren't good enough yeah therefore you're a failure and what i'm hearing you say is actually no you you step back you reached an empty point Mm. you step back and god spoke to you and and out of that you you discerned you made some tough choices and now you're, you're you're like I see the difference. This mm. is so mm. much not what it mm. this is what it mm. was like before when mm. I was having to do it. Yeah, that's I just think that's really relevant for so many people today. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I it doesn't feel like a really exciting story, but I I can I'm grateful for it because I know for myself that what the work I'm doing now is it's like I hundred percent know this is what I want to do till I die. Like yep. there's no question about yep. it. Yes, I might miss you know things because i'm stuck in a studio like and the sun's out shining and everyone's at the beach and i'm stuck there painting painting a thousand blossom you know (laughs) (laughs) cherry blossoms or whatever and i that's okay i love doing it but but that's also okay within this favor within this 
um, commissioning within this kind of like call or yep, direction, purpose, whatever you want to call it, there still has to be boundaries. There still has to be learning how to navigate it, how to manage it in a healthy way that still gives you space and time to love on the people that are in your world mm. and not just give everything over to this this call because that's not it's just not fulfilling to only ever be that thing. Oh, well, that's my purpose. It's the only thing I can ever do with my life. You can't ever go for a hike or go to the beach because I can only do what I'm my purpose. It's like no, life's messy. It's mixed. It's it's busy. It's it's crazy. There's people asking you to come and do a podcast this afternoon, Sarah. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's no that's life. <laughs> How, so, yeah. how do you find how do you find the balance, or is there a balance between that that kind of creative spirit that just that just is a gift and mm. that's what you have, mm. and hard work? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because obviously you're you're yeah. obviously not just chucking paint at something. No, I'm working appearing. hard. I'm spending a hundred hours on a painting sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, at at a, again stage of life, life is messy and complex. For me, I don't have little children anymore, so my world has opened up in terms of time, time, um, and also having a partner and a family that say we value this. That this is your second job, you know. That this is something you, you know, are to be released into. Not oh, I can't believe you're in the garage again, <laughs> painting another painting. What are you doing? Making another. Co- Why are you taking up the whole kitchen kitchen table with collage? And lots of bits of paper. Poor Steve. <laughs> He's very kind. That is, that is what he sounds like. Oh, yeah, he does. No, no. That's my voice inside my head. Doing that. What are you doing? You, you've pinpointed your gift and, and in many sort of ways now, you're kind of almost your reason for, for mm. being. Like, mm. you know, mm. that's what you're doing. What about for someone listening who just doesn't know what their gift is? Well, you I'm know? 45 and I've only just worked it out. So, <laughs> good luck. No, if you can get it earlier, good on you. I don't know. Everyone's mm. different. And to, to be honest, like, I think I've just realised, I think being a person who has multi-skilled has, like, and I'm not, like, I have lots of giftings and ability. Like, I could be a singer or I could be, you know, I was in musical theatre. I mean, I'm a creative person. There's a whole, all these things I could have done. And I think, you know what, you have one life give something a go like just give it a go and it's okay to put that thing down and pick something else up like it's like being around the christmas tree and full of presents at christmas time you open it you play with it for a while and then you know you move to the next one and you open it and you play with it for a while and maybe in that you discover oh this is just actually fulfills me 100 percent for the whole of my life i'll be so happy to do this and other times you you think that and you go oh actually in the reality of this that i'm paying this price i'm paying this price i'm paying this price mental health relationships and and that actually that gift or that that purpose is is was for me wrongly there was a corruption to it or something wrong to it that was not healthy what would you say to the non-creative types like (laughs) there's a lot of people in this world who would not classify themselves as a creative type what do you think is something that you would hope that non-creatives would learn about creatives yeah so like i'll give you an example right my mum's a potter a ceramic artist so i've grown up with art it's been in my life the whole of my life creativity she's always encouraged it lived it she's had a 50-year career as a ceramicist. Most people would look at her and go, you're an artist, you're creative. Yep, 
Right, yeah, you're probably right. She married a man who is full Aussie, like super duper Aussie guy. Like he's like a Steve Irwin of Bathurst, <laughs> um, and he's awesome. He's a legend. But he he's an engineer, and mm. he plays with motorbikes and cars and and big toys, big boy mm. toys and boats, and and he's an engineer. Anyway, very successful engineering business. But he. Mum, if you're listening, I love you. He, I would say, is more creative than my mum. Wow. Who's the artist here in my air quotes for artists. Mm. Because of the way he approaches problems, the way he, you know, he uses multiple resources and brings them together. And um, and so I, I absolutely believe just and, – and he doesn't look like an artist. He's a real blokey bloke. He's a, you know – just a country dude there's deeper ways to think yes. about creativity than artists so i'm going to say that straight up Love that. there are so many creative scientists creative mathematicians creative plumbers and builders and architects and i mean there's it's it's just every creative pastoring creative in relationships and how to solve relationship problems or problems in law steve's solution about how to be a lawyer to to fa- you know, families in crisis is a very creative solution. Agreed. So, but he's a lawyer, right? No one's calling him a creative. As someone who has entered into a lot of negotiations or sort of brought their work into the world with people who maybe don't understand or appreciate mm, where they're coming from, mm, mm. what is something that you would like, a way that you'd like to be treated or received um, that you feel kind of honors that process, that creative that creative work that you do uh, that maybe is often missed. I don't mm. know if that's making any sense. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. There's a yep. different way of thinking and, and approaching. Like, to be honest, I think I'm half in a dream all the time. A lot of my art displays a duality of existence. So, mm. But I'm often thinking and dreaming about possibilities or colours or, I don't know, projects or ideas. And then, then you've got the reality of, you know, the kitchen (laughs) washing up and I know I'm often in another place you know because it's that creative mind that's just constantly accessing creative flow you know and what's inspiring me what's Mm. I'm talking about whatever sometimes even in worship for example like even in worship and this is an example just last night I was Mm. at a worship meeting at someone's house and music was playing and people were singing and I was scribbling Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, those letters. And I probably wrote them 300 times and I created art just using that word because it's the word of mm-hmm. Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, this unnameable, unspeakable kind of phrase that mm. um, we, is so mysterious. And um, anyway, so, you know, people in worship might not be singing, but for me, I'm getting so much downloaded in that that space that's a highly creative space for me it's a highly connected space with god so the atmosphere is really open and i get pictures i get i get ideas i get paintings i get sometimes words for people or a, a revelation of how this works or this problem could be solved or how to look at something a bit differently a different perspective or whatever for me i'm often not singing or i'm kneeling or i'm just sitting there not not in looking like I'm not engaging, mm. but I'm fully getting downloads mm. and and writing stuff, having to write stuff. And so yeah, yeah, maybe that's helpful to sort of you know it doesn't what's happening on the surface 
you just don't know what's going on inside. So, yeah, but that's for everyone, isn't it? Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Did you have fun? I did have fun. I feel like I talked a lot. It's like a full hour. <laughs> no, it'll 45 be, it'll minutes. It'll be much shorter than that. <laughs> <laughs> Two parts. Two parts. You said I'm that so with so much glee. <laughs> Thanks, Arden. I'm so glad I came all this way to talk to you <laughs> that I'm going to be cut out. <laughs> thanks for coming along. It's been amazing having you here and, and thanks for being so honest and open. Oh, well, that's me pretty much. <laughs> you don't get much no, else from I, me. I really, so. Sarah, you've been such a blessing to, to hear and to thank you for inviting us into your story and for really letting us into that deep spiritual reasoning is what I would call it. Yeah. Spiritual reasoning is yeah. you try to process kind of what you draw from, what you give, what God enables you to do. And uh, again, I, I think that's a real powerful message for many people today. Mm, I hope so. I hope it, some of it makes sense. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. See you next time. Bye. Just fantastic catching up with uh, Sarah Frost there, librarian and uh, and a really fantastic artist. And and just, a, I suppose, great just to hear her story, God's will for her life and just finding her purpose. Oh, that's inspiring. And I hope a lot of people were paying attention to um, what she said about the difference in striving in your own strength and versus experiencing the favor of the Lord. And I think that is something that I've known and I think it's something that anyone who's walked with the Lord, you strive to hold on to that, that, that working and laboring and living uh, in the power of the Spirit, keeping in step with the Spirit. It's just such a difference between trying to make it happen on your own. And Now, we're not all going to win awards maybe like Sarah, but there is really such a great sense of joy. It reminded me a lot of Chariots of Fire, uh, where uh, Eric Liddell says to his sister, who's trying to tell him, you need to be a missionary, you know, uh, you shouldn't run these races. And he says, when I run, I feel his pleasure. And and I think that's, uh, to me, that was like a real life kind of parable of that. We do have some details I want to give, though. Uh, for those of you who are interested in checking out Sarah's website, uh, again, this award-winning artwork, it's Sarah Frost Art. Dot com dot au. That's Sarah S A R A H F R O S T A R T dot com dot au. You can also find her on Instagram. Excellent. All right. Well, another I think another really great show. Yeah, absolutely. Great show, and looking forward to coming back with more guests next time. Always someone just around the corner. Who will it be next? I know. It's kind of like Scooby-Doo where they pull the mask off the guy. Who was the villain this week? So, no villains, but, you know. Would have got away with it if it wasn't for you pesky kids. 